0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Hello, everybody. How are you? Uh, This is Bill Williamson. This is Silver and Black Friday. This is our weekly podcast. This is our host draft podcast. Tuesday afternoon. How's it going? Um, I tell you... Interesting draft, they always are, right? And, and you, you know, that my prediction last week in our pre-draft podcast—well, I said I think at number twenty-two they're going to take Devonte Adams, and then they're going to double back at number fifty-three and take Devonte Adams again. It happened. It happened. So that's a pretty good start to the draft, wouldn't you say, Devonte Adams? At least three years in his prime of his old college football teammate? That's pretty good usage of uh, twenty-two and fifty-three, I might say. That's how you gotta look at this draft. It's a you know, it's an Adams Palooza. And, you know, they they had five picks going in. They ended up with six, four trades. Ziegler was very active. Um, you know, I found it interesting. Uh, ESPN reported going into the draft that since the turn of the century, that's 2000, uh, New England had led the NFL in draft trades. Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler, of course, came from New England, both spending several the last several years there. So I wondered and talked about it. I wondered if they are going to be aggressive, and the answer was yes. They made four trades in the draft. They traded up, they traded down, they traded... They traded 126. They traded back for 126 with Minnesota. Um, so, you know, the the, the fact that they, they went after... You know, they got six guys and they got two offensive linemen, two defensive tackles, and two running backs. That was interesting. You can look at it as the best player available. That's certainly part of it. Also, those are the guys they wanted, I think. Um, you know, teams are very... They're, they're very strident in their draft approach. And John Gruden and Mike Mayock were, too. We'll see how these guys work out. Um, I've seen the grades everywhere. I've seen them as high as the fourth value best picks. I've heard seen see as low as 29. Who freaking knows? Who knows? Let's just see these guys come out and see them play. That goes for every draft, every time. I mean, you've been excited about drafts a lot lately, and they haven't really worked out. So let's just see what happens. If Parham can become a starter, that's great. Um, you know, uh, if Farrell can come up and be a, a good, solid player, that's great. If Butler, can, who I like, can, can bring in some you know, pass passion. R- r- pass rush burst as a fifth-round pick from Tennessee, great. If Zamir White can be the next guy at running back, great. We'll just see. We'll see. I'm not going to sit here and say this is the best draft class I've ever seen. I'm not going to say it's the crappiest draft class I've ever seen. You just don't know. And the the recent Raiders picks draft classes show you you shouldn't get too excited. Do I think this is going to be a spectacular class? Honestly, probably not. But who knows? Maybe Parham becomes this great Hall of Fame interior offensive lineman. Who knows? Didn't really, wasn't expecting much from Max Crosby, right? But now if you say, hey, Max, if he stays on that upward swing, yeah, he has a chance to be a Hall of Famer. If he gets a bunch of sacks. So you never know. I think this might be a solid, productive six-player draft class, but then you have to look at the Devontae. There is no official word on the Raiders draft class, undrafted draft class, but they got a Virginia receiver who they paid a lot of money to swipe him from Minnesota. Troy Palomalo's uh, nephew out of USC, defensive back, of course. Linebacker. I think he could play a little linebacker, too. Quarterback from Cal. So we'll see how that class develops as well. Um, you know, I know they take it very seriously, so the guys that they really wanted, but yeah, I mean, I can sit here and blow smoke up your butts about this draft class, or I can just be a truth and say, we'll see, and I think that's the best way of seeing it, but you know, there were themes that were interesting to me, the multiple guys at the same position, the aggressive trades, um... I like Butler. I think he's a leader of Tennessee. If you're a leader of Tennessee, you got a pretty good shot. I think you got a good head on his shoulder. I, I like that. They have drafted a player from a championship team three straight years in, in white. I think that Josh Jacobs got a heck of a message sent to him that this is probably... Now, anything can happen, but this is probably going to be... Josh Jacobs, last season with the Raiders. Well, not so fast, Bill. Okay, yeah, you're right, but they didn't give him the fifth-year option, and, you know, they didn't give Pharaoh or, or uh, Abram the uh, fifth-year option either, and those weren't surprises. Josh Jacobs, I don't know if it was a straight-up surprise, but it was a mild surprise at least. I think it was something that, it was the biggest thing they, the biggest option they had to consider, and they didn't do it, and... And then they draft not one, but two running backs afterwards. The day after they announced that they weren't going to give him the option. So that's a heck of a message for Josh Jacobs. And I don't blame him. And, you know, I remember in 2019, the night of the draft, when Josh Jacobs was 24, I I tweeted, good player, but, you know, be careful with using the 24th pick on a running back. And I got a, you know, a firestorm of crap from people. Well, you're so negative, blah, blah, blah. No, you settle down, grow up, relax, take a deep breath. The running back thing is something that a lot of teams don't want to do in the first round. And that, there you go. And then what does McDaniels do? He takes one, in, McDaniels and Ziegler, they take one in the fourth round. And, you know, that's your value for running backs. I was a little surprised they took White because they could get a zero zero White Zamir White next year, but they like this guy and they got him. You know he's got he's a punisher. He has he breaks tackles. Um, he gets yards after contact. He is a home run guy. That's a heck of a combination. The thing is he's had two blown knees, so that's a little worry. But they liked him in the fourth round. That's good. That's good value. So, but yeah, we're probably saying goodbye to Josh Jacobs after this year. Yes, they can they can franchise tag him. But then if you don't have, if he has a monster year, they can franchise tag him. But I doubt that they would unless he has a monster, monster year. But with Drake and White and and the, uh, the, you know, the veteran that they got from New England and There's going to be a lot of competition at running back. A lot. I'm really interested to see what happens at the offensive line. I think it's complete work in progress. Maybe Parham starts, maybe he doesn't. Maybe good Good starts, maybe he doesn't. Maybe Leatherwood's a tackle, maybe he's a guard. Maybe they bring in a guy like Drain Brown, Eric Fisher... Darrell Williams, who knows? I think it's still a work in progress. Surprised they didn't take a cornerback. Now, news today, and again, this may hit our website after the news comes out, but Trayvon Mullen put a thing on social media today saying he has a surgery. The words in it didn't sound great. Things happen for a reason. I promise I'll be back. Doesn't sound like it was a cleanup. I'm not speculating. I don't know. He had a lot of foot injury issues. Last year, that cost him missed miss a lot of games. The 2019 second-round pick did. But if this was a cleanup, you think they would have done it in January, not May. We're in May now. So I don't know. Did he get hurt working on his own? Did he get hurt the off-season program? I don't know. Just All I know is something happened, and we'll see. Season starts in four and a half months. So, you know, that's a bit of a concern but there's some cornerbacks out there if they they need to but they they studied cornerbacks a lot and they didn't go there so who knows and they and they bypassed on some guys that were fits for them you know so we will see hey you're going to have you're going to have issues everywhere every team's going to have some soft spots they are that's just the way it goes with the salary cap with all the competition This is the way it goes. Um, Another thing, you know, talking about other teams. I think the Raiders' biggest concern, we'll talk more about this. I'm just talking the biggest, biggest, big picture concern is, yeah, they got better. Yeah, they made the playoffs last year. Yeah, they got some high-quality players. The biggest thing I worry about with the Raiders is the AFC is freaking stacked. There's a crap of teams in the AFC that are really good, and some teams in the AFC had really freaking good drafts. That you know, deep drafts. The Ravens, the Chiefs—you can go on. So that's my biggest worry for the Raiders. That this—the competition is stiff, but they did their best by bringing in Adams and Jones and. and, and Believing in car, now they're ready to go. They said, "The hell with it. We're gonna, we're gonna strap it on. We're gonna go with you guys. We're gonna challenge you. You're gonna have to be worried about us too, guys." And, and I, I think that's smart. So yeah, overall, let's see. I think they're ready to go, and we'll continue to talk about it. Want to wrap up the show? A lot of there was a lot of national talks because like, Mark Davis, who's a good guy, I like Mark Davis. He was on a show on racing and sports in America with Monty Pool, great Bay Area reporter who I've known for a long time and, and like and respect as well. Um, Mark, you know, was asked about Colin Kaepernick, and he said, "Hey, I would be okay with it if my guys, my my decision makers, wanted him." Fair question. Give him a lot of credit. A lot of owners had not said that. A lot of owners haven't gone that far. But the national kind of story was, ooh, maybe the Raiders are going to sign him. He didn't necessarily say that. He said, if my guys want him. Well, his guys wanted two quarterbacks already this offseason. And they were Mick, uh, Nick Mullen and Garrett Gilbert, who have accomplished a lot less than Colin Kaepernick and they could have signed Colin Kaepernick, and they didn't. So in a lot of ways, very cool that Mark Davis said that, but also kind of easy to say if, you know, now he can just say, well, that's the decision they wanted to go to. So I'm not saying he was being disingenuous. I was saying that I don't think that the Raiders were all that. If you think the Raiders are going to go sign Colin Kaepernick tomorrow, maybe they will. You know me, I never say never. But I don't necessarily think that I would ascertain that simply from Mark Davis's comments there. So there you go. Hope you enjoy the show. I try to go quick. I try to get everything I want to get in. Boom, bing, bang. Oh, the Raiders are looking like they might get this projections. It's a year of a three comp picks next year, fifth, sixth, and seventh. That would give them 10 picks for next year. That's pretty cool. All right, I'll talk to you later. This is Bill Williamson, and this is Silver and Black Pride. Take it easy, be happy, see ya.